Faster than a speeding bullet. More powerful than a locomotive. Hello, Gotham. Joker's back in town. I'm not wearing hockey pants. And now you're listening to the new and improved Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast with your host, Alfred. No! What is going on, OTC listeners? Another episode of Outside the Comics Volume 2 podcast is your life today. We are back on a Monday, and my, what a very, very interesting weekend it's been. I keep saying that all the time. It's like every weekend has been interesting, to say the least. But in my opinion, you know, I wanted to do a show on Thursday, and I, and I, you know, I wanted to, but there was, like, literally no content. And I just didn't want to be on the podcast just giving up dead air, and I wanted to make it something a little bit more interesting, something worthy for me to talk about. And then over the weekend happened... And I remembered someone was telling me about this new show on Amazon Prime. I don't remember if I briefly talked about it, but it was a show called Invincible. It's a new animated show that's on Amazon Prime. And I have to admit, I didn't really give it too much of a chance when I heard about it the first time. Because I figured, alright, generic superhero thing, you know, something animated. I'll get to it when I get to it. And then... My good friend told me that the last episode was happening, the season finale, this past Friday. So I figured, okay, let me just give it a chance. Let me just give it a chance. I gave it a chance. And oh my god, do I hate myself for sleeping on this show. So that is what this podcast episode is going to be. It's going to be a full spoiler-free review of the show. It's going to be Vegas shit, but I want to tell you... Why you should watch Invincible right now if you haven't already. And why it is by far, by far, my top three favorite comic book shows of all time. Man, I am excited to talk about this. All that plus our superhero quote of the day. But first, like we always do about this time, let's get the shout outs out of the way, shall we? And I want to give a shout out to the MCU for giving us a small glimpsing trailer of MCU Phase 4. I recently just saw the trailer, like, I'd say a few hours ago, before I went back to, you know, do some auditioning and recording for voiceover, and then, you know, first few minutes was, like, inspiring, because it's voiceover by the great Stan the Man Lee, rest in peace to the man, Stan the Man Lee, it was recorded voiceover from him, and it made me feel something, it made me feel something good. You know, because you miss those times. And remember, well, the whole fiasco thing of what happened with right after Endgame and the fucking pandemic that just shut everything off completely for a while. I think now is the time is good to actually build us back up, to, to build up the anticipation, to build up the excitement. Because when May begins, which is actually this month, when everything begins, we can actually see our movies now. And this trailer, this small Gimsling trailer, you know, we got a little piece of the Eternals. We got Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, which is the actual title now. We got Ant-Man and Quantumania. We got the Fantastic Four. We got Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. We got Spider-Man No Way Home. We got so much stuff to look forward to. Shang-Chi and so on and so forth. Can't forget about a good man Shang-Chi. Can't forget about that guy. 
but I really enjoyed the trailer. You know, like I said, small glimpses is not really worth much to talk about, but now is a great time to be a fan. If you've not been a fan before, I don't know why the hell you're listening to this podcast, but now is a great time to be a fan. Because there will be so much more content and everything else. I hate the fact that Morbius got pushed back again. I hate the fact that other movies for 2022 is continuing to get pushed back. But, you know what? I'm just going to take things each day as it comes. So, with that being said, huge shout out to the MCU. The Phase 4 will begin this year in just a couple of months. I can't fucking wait. I can't wait. That's all we have for the shoutouts. Let's dive into the Invincible spoiler-free review. And that comes up right in a bit. I literally just read a report before I actually came back to this recording and I saw, just real quick, just on a sidestep, I saw that Kevin Feige actually admitted that there was a deal that was supposed to be done to get Doctor Strange at the ending of WandaVision. Apparently there was a deal made for Doctor Stephen Strange to actually show up in the season finale, but they ultimately got rid of that you know, that plan because they knew, or at least he knew, his presence would have taken away from Wanda as a whole. Because if you truly think about it, with all the stuff that's going on, especially in a different part of the world, with all of this, you know, the hex field and the magneticism and the fact that her powers are going out of control, you would think that Doctor Strange would actually realize that. But again, in the context of the show, it probably would have done more harm than good. So I just wanted to throw that out there. And I'm actually glad Doctor Strange did not make a... Maybe he could have made an appearance, like, to her cabin. But that's neither here nor there. Anyway, like I said, sidestep. Moving on. The Invincible. Or just Invincible. My, what a show. What a show. Now, as I said, this is a spoiler-free review, and I'm going to try to be as vague as humanly possible, but this show has exceeded my expectations. Well, let's be honest. I never even had expectations. You see, I think we are getting into a point now where even though we're getting more content, where everything is now superhero-related and comic book-related, I can't help but feel that there may be that one person, and you could be it, you could be it when you're listening to this, that you're now stepping into the territory of superhero fatigue. As much as we are fans of comic book content in terms of what we see in our televisions, phones, or whatever, eventually we're going to get tired of that. Eventually we're going to get tired and at least take a small break over all of the comic book content that is showing up in front of us. I mean, hell, look what we just went through with WandaVision and the Falcon and the Winter Soldier. And now we're in May. Loki is not going to come until June. And all the other movies are going to come sometime around July or after. I think Black Widow will be coming out in July. It was supposed to be May, but it got pushed back. Whatever. So I can't help but feel that everyone has gotten into superhero fatigue. However, 
when I saw this show, or at least when I heard about it the first time, I thought, okay, it's just another thing. It's a young kid that is getting his powers, that wants to be like his father, that wants to be a hero, that that wants to be, you know, uh, that wants to do good, that wants to save the world. You know, common generic superhero stuff that you would see pretty much almost in any other show, in any other movie, read it in any other comic. I get it. I fucking get it. Then we fast forward, or at least I do. I fast forward. You know, you got the same tropes. You got your Justice League characters, quote-unquote characters. You got the Justice League characters. You know, you got the Red Rush as the Flash. And you got, you know, this person supposed to be Wonder Woman. And, And again, it's the same formula that we've been seeing time to time. And then I thought to myself, okay, is this just going to be another version of the Justice League? Is this going to be another version of maybe a different version of the Avengers? If so, I can take my time in terms of watching this show. You know, even though I'm a comic book fanatic, I can take my time. Because once again, I didn't want to burn myself out with watching so much content upon comic books. So you're listening here and you're thinking to yourself, okay, Mike, get to the point. Why do I like, why should I watch this show? Well, I'm getting to that, my friend. I'm getting to that. We still got over 20 minutes. Relax. What's the point of watching this show? Well, let me tell you my mindset. When I was watching the show for the very first episode, as I said, everything is generic. Then the last pretty much few minutes of the first episode happened and I was blown the fuck away. I was blown away because it subverted whatever expectations that I had or non-existent to that point and I was hooked. I was hooked immediately. It made me remember of... I feel like if I say this, it's going to spoil it, but... I did not have the same feeling since The Boys, the first season of The Boys. There is a market as of right now, and there is a huge market, and it's, it, if it's not existent, it's coming up, where dark superhero content is going on, and it is one of the most greatest things that I've ever seen in my life by far. I said it before when it comes to the Justice League, that if you want to go dark, you better go all the fucking way. It'll distinguish you from the Avengers. It'll distinguish you from the MCU. Go your own way, this and that. You know what I'm trying to say. That first episode, the ending of the first episode, got me fucking hooked. And as soon as I saw that, as soon as the episode even finished, I thought, alright, you got me. You fucking got me. I'm gonna watch every episode after. The mature themes, the mature content that goes in this show is extraordinary is just maybe an understatement okay and the fact that it's animated it's an animated show which means they have a lot more freedom and content to actually express themselves okay there is a huge amount of violence that goes into this show but Okay, maybe I shouldn't single that out as like the greatest thing ever within the show because it's more than that. If anything, one of the themes prevails in terms of a son bonding with his father, a son wanting to be like his father, a character that takes the essence of Darwinism to a whole different motherfucking degree. And then you got all these subplots that has to do with a robot and has to do with these other characters. 
and you get to follow them, but in reality, the main character is this teenage boy, this 17-year teenage boy that just got his superpowers, and he wants to be just like his dad. His dad, which in a way is like their own version of Superman. Like I said, you have this basic Justice League-type characters. It's nearly the same. But what's different is is how much this show actually delved deep down into its mature content. There is violence when it wants to be violence, blood and guts when it's showing in a fair amount, not over-exceeding. Everything that is done in this show is done not only with a huge grain of salt, but is done with absolute precision. And the detail in this show is extraordinary in terms of the animation quality. The animation quality, I thought, was a little eh. But as time rolled on, I'm like, okay. Okay, now I understand. Because there's so much detail in this quality. I'll give you an example. And mild spoiler-ish, not really, but whatever. There's this character towards the end that get their eyes bloodshot red. Now, normally when you see an animated show, sometimes an animator or a writer or creator or whoever that's working on the show would normally forget about details like that. Because in the next scene or the next day, their eyes turn completely white again or they're back to normal. You know what I mean? So it's little details like that. This character's eyes stay bloodshot red throughout the entire episode after what happened to him. Now, that may be a little bit insignificant. I get it. But like I said, it's details like that that really makes me appreciate this show that much more. So as I'm watching the show and I'm enjoying all of the content of what went on, I go into the season finale. And I'm binge watching this show. Trust me. Oh, I've The last time I binge watched the show was probably, what, the one of the Netflix shows? I binge watched this show from top to bottom because, like I said, this show has been a uh, this show has been around for a while. Now I watched the season finale, and as soon as the first half it's over, the first half of the season finale, immediately I paused it. I thought to myself, "Holy shit! I don't even smoke, and I can use a cigarette." Because that's how much of an emotional weight that I had towards the story of what this show was getting to. What this show was building towards and how much that I really invested myself in these characters. Now this show was directed and made by Robert Kirkman if I'm not mistaken. I believe that's that's his name. If I, that's not his name then I do apologize but I'm 90% sure it's Robert Kirkman. Or something. Mr. Kirkman. Yeah. So... If you remember him, he also created and wrote The Walking Dead. So, the details in the gore and the details in the blood and violence is pretty much there. And it had his style really to his own degree. And from the story, from beginning to end, as like you said, you follow the 17-year-old, you realize that maybe what he wants is not really what he wants until he's faced certain adversary and certain decisions when it comes to being a superhero. We've all known from the beginning the essence of Spider-Man and Batman where if you take the mantle and you take the responsibilities of being a superhero, you're going to have to push other things aside. Friends, family, school, life, because you're obligated to do the right thing. You have the powers. Remember, Spider-Man said it best. 
with great power comes great responsibility. And this is heavily explored throughout this entire show. This show is 8 episodes long. About 45 minutes and over for each episode. And it does not disappoint. It really, really doesn't. Obviously, I am a huge fan of this show. And I'm really, really happy that Amazon Prime has now renewed Season 2 and Season 3. And I cannot wait for those shows to come out. I really, really can't. The voice acting in this show is outstanding. You got this character, his name is Omni-Man. Voiced by J.K. Simmons. First of all, J.K. Simmons, Jesus Christ, man. Like, this guy should get an Oscar for this role alone. Because you can instantly tell who he is, and you can instantly tell and, and connect to what he's trying to do. Well, I wouldn't say connect to what he's trying to do, but I'm saying you can connect to his voice. You can connect to the reasoning in terms of why he's doing what he's doing. Even though, uh, I, again, I don't want to spoil it. I, I want to so badly, but you're going to love the show. Like, like I said, you're going to love the show. I don't remember the main character's voice actor's name, but he did a phenomenal job. Because he literally carried the show from start to finish, as well as the other side characters. Speaking about those side characters, real quick. I think that's the one downside that I personally had with the show, was the fact that they had a couple of subplots that had to deal with a robot. And he was making a particular choice, and it didn't really amount to anything I mean it kind of did and I'm pretty sure they're saving it for season two and they're going to explore on that a lot more but in the context of this show I don't know I, I felt like it was a little weak and again I understood the robot's reasoning for what he did in terms of why he did it but it's it's one of those moments where I'm like eh, I, 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 I don't really care you know, I kind of get it, but I really don't care. Another thing about the detail in this show is the fact that it's funny in some aspects. Now, when I say funny, I don't mean, oh, Garcia, you mean it's a comedy? No, 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 It's not a comedy, and it's definitely not a dark comedy either. So don't go into the show thinking it's a dark comedy. But I'm saying it's funny because some situations are realistic, so to speak. I'll give you another example. There's this one character who can duplicate herself. And there's this guy who gets into it with these duplicates. And something happened. And basically there are now consequences after the act has taken place. If you have any indication in terms of what the hell I'm talking about you probably understand. But if you don't, watch the show, watch the episode, and you'll understand more in terms of what I'm trying to say. But that situation, even though it wasn't funny in that context with those characters, it was funny to me because it's realistic. It's something that a normal human being would do. And I think that's another reason why I love the show, is the fact that it's very, very relatable. Maybe not relatable in terms of, you know, these characters having superpowers and everyone in the world knows about it. No, 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 no. It's relatable in terms of people making certain choices and certain choices that we would do on a normal daily basis. 
whether it's the people that we connect to, our family members, our friends, the people that we're trying to stop if we see them doing the wrong thing. It's very, very relatable in that human aspect. I know I've spoken long and on about this. And once again, forgive me for being so vague about this show. But I have to say, again, I have not had this feeling since I saw The Boys Season 1. But this show, and I don't care if it's recency bias, I don't care. This show has now gone to my top three favorite comic book shows of all time. Number one is Daredevil. Number two is The Boys. Invincible is number three. Okay? Invincible is number three. And I can't wait for season two and season three to come out. Apparently, this is like a 12-issue comic book series in, in the actual books. So, they have so much more story to tell. They have so much more to get into. And, oh my god, I can't wait. I cannot wait. I actually am very fascinated on the detail aspect once again because every time when a character is about to say the main character's name, Invincible, they cut away to an actual shot of the name Invincible, but blood is spattered on it. And in the next episode, they do the same thing, but the blood from the previous episode is actually still on it with more blood spattered. Once again, and... I know I keep harping on this. It's the details of the show that makes you appreciate it that much more. I'm going to point out and say this show is not for the faint of heart. If you feel offended in this show in any way, shape, or form, that's your problem. I'm sorry. I, I, I don't want to be an asshole about this. That's your problem. Because this show really has taken... The aspects of family, Darwinism, survivor, survival, everything, and dialed it up to fucking 11. Now, I'm going to say this real quick. And I want you to think, in terms of one of the main themes, how can I say this in a way for some people to understand? Think of... And I saw this in someone's comments and I could definitely, definitely agree with him. Think of the Saiyans from Dragon Ball Z with a complexity mindset of Thanos. That's exactly what this show, or at least one of the main themes of this show is. Like I said, Darwinism is taken to a whole nother level within this show. I really, really hope... You watch the show, it will blow your fucking mind. I can't wait for season two, and guess what? I'm going to rewatch it again. I'm going to rewatch it again. Maybe one day, if somebody wants to go on this podcast and discuss all the details and all the stuff and all the juicy stuff that goes on within the show, I am more than welcome to it. Invincible. If there is a grade that I would have to give it, I would give it a strong 9. I'm teetering to a 9.5 out of 10. The only reason why it's not a 10 out of 10 is because, like I said, there is a couple of subplots that just didn't really go anywhere, or at least it just didn't It didn't do anything for me. So that's the only thing. But other than that, this show is fucking awesome. And I hope you get to see it. 
That's all we have for today on this episode on Outside the Comics Volume 2 Podcast. I know I spoke a lot about that, but hey, like I said, when I'm passionate about something, even though I've been very vague about it, I'm going to talk about it. It's, it's as simple as that. It's as simple as that, really. If you have any questions, comments, or concerns, you know what to do. Hit me up on my Twitter and Instagram, Voice of Garcia. And if that's not enough for you, you can join our Facebook group, OTC Fanatics. Post anything you want as long as you're respectful, but I trust you guys so you guys know what to do. Now, like we always do about this time, it's towards the ending of the podcast. Let's go into our superhero quote of the day, because this one is episode 117. And this one is from Stanley himself. The world may change and evolve, but the one thing that will never change, we're all part of one big family. And my reaction is this. Stan, you are the father of Marvel, and we miss you dearly. We will always be part of your family, and your legacy will continue to live on even after we're gone. I'm trying my best not to cry right now because I really, really miss him. Oh, boy. Well, guys, that's it for today. Hopefully, there will be some content to talk about on Thursday. If not, I will return next Monday considering that Thursday, it'll be a very, very busy day for me, even the weekends. But, you know, like I said, I, I can't really make any promises now that things keep on changing all over in my life. But... I will try to do my very, very best. Hopefully there will be something to talk about and I will come back and reveal it to you. Because in the world of comic book news, games, shows, movies, or whatever the case may be, always remember, if you hear about it and you read about it, I talk about it, controversial or otherwise. Stay safe. Till next time. I'm done. I'm through. Peace out.